Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about the biggest pro-life battle of our times. I want to read to you the statement that the Ohio Christian Alliance issued just this past week as news came down that the Ohio Attorney General approved the ballot language that a pro-abortion group was pushing for the fall ballot of 2023. The Ohio Christian Alliance makes the following statement concerning the Attorney General of Ohio approving ballot language for pro-choice Ohio. The amendment, if passed, would make abortion in Ohio legal until the ninth month of pregnancy. It would wipe out all of Ohio's pro-life laws that have been passed over the past three decades, including the 20-week abortion ban, Ohio's heartbeat law, the Down syndrome ban, our state's parental notification laws, and Ohio's ban on partial birth abortion. The group behind this radical abortion amendment are Pro-Choice Ohio, Planned Parenthood, Abortion Fund Ohio, American Civil Liberties Union, and a group of abortion doctors, Pro-life Ohioans will need to come out in force to defeat this ballot proposal. Today, with the Attorney General's approval of the language, the abortion industry crossed the first hurdle. The measure now moves to the Ohio Ballot Board, which has 10 days to review and certify that the ballot language is single subject. With approval of the Ohio Ballot Board, the abortion industry would have until Wednesday, July 5th, to collect and submit approximately 412,500 signatures to put the issue before the Ohio voters in November. This is what I made as a statement that same day. When the U.S. Supreme Court last June in its historic Dobbs decision overturned Roe v. Wade, pro-life Americans rejoiced, wept, and congratulated each other on the long-sought-after victory of overturning Roe v. Wade. After nearly 50-year battle, But the Dobbs decision, the battle then moved to the states. Those states that had passed pro-life legislation over the years would now see those laws implemented. Ohio's heartbeat law went into effect after Attorney General Dave Yost filed to have the injunction removed within hours of the Dobbs decision came down from the U.S. Supreme Court. Unfortunately, the abortion industry was not finished. They marshaled their forces to fight against those pro-life provisions in the states Ohio is their next target. Pro-Choice Ohio, Planned Parenthood, Abortion Fund Ohio, American Civil Liberties Union, a group of abortion doctors and their allies seek to wipe out all of Ohio's pro-life laws and send us back to the dark days of Roe v. Wade. We can't let that happen, and we will spend the next nine months advocating in defense of the unborn and defeat this ballot measure. That's the statement from the Ohio Christian Alliance, which was issued this last week as Attorney General Dave Yost approved the ballot language that was submitted to him by the abortion interest. With me on the phone is the director of Cincinnati Right to Life, which was one of the first pro-life chapters in the whole country uh, when Dr. Wilkie founded uh, Right to Life way back in the day. And its new director is Laura Streetman, And she's a fighter for life, and I'm so glad to have her on the program with me today. Laura, welcome to the program. Thank you, Chris, and thank you for everything you do for life in our beautiful state. 
Well, thank you, and it's good to be in the fight with you, and what a battle that we have in front of us. In fact, this is the battle of all battles, and I think that some in the pro-life community are just beginning to awaken. They're still in the stupor of after the Dobbs decision of last June, where they thought that, hey, the, the victory's won, the battle's over. <laughs> Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, it's only intensified as a skirmish war back in the states now. That's all that the court did. The court didn't strike down abortion on demand in all 50 states. They simply overturned Roe and sent it back to the states. Therefore, the pro-abortion interests have started to move in the states, and we've not fared very well in the pro-life community uh, with the ballot initiatives this last fall. So it's all hands on deck to battle this in Ohio to win this pro-life victory, and it's going to take everyone to get involved. Your thoughts? I agree with you 100%. Um, you're right. I mean, many even said before Roe was overturned, and it, especially between the beginning of May of last year when the leak happened and then on June 24th when the Dobbs decision was handed down, people were saying the pro-life movement is not ready for this yet because we didn't exactly know, you know, what the pro-aborts would do and the abortionists would do and then how we should respond to them that next move. And when you just said that the pro-lifers are in a stupor, I agree with you. Um, I don't think anyone, at least I work with closely, thought like, oh, we won, we won. I think, you, you, you know, everyone was taking a deep breath thinking, what do we do now? Like, how are we going to have to play defense versus maybe we should have gone on direct offense, you know, but this is not the time for shoulda, woulda, coulda. This is the time we now know what we have to do, Chris. We have to beat this ballot initiative. Otherwise, we are looking at abortion in Ohio all nine months for any reason. And as you said, all of those measures that pro-lifers worked so hard for during the reign of Roe, they would all be struck down. Um, you know, a woman could have an argument with her husband at 30 weeks and go in and for the health of the mother. She could use that as a reason to want to kill a pre-born son or daughter. So this is it. If people listen and they think, well, yeah, I'm pro-life and, you know, I support you financially and I pray for you, that's wonderful. And we appreciate that. But this is the time to use your voice and use your actions and get involved. Call your local pro-life community, volunteer, call your church. What can I do? What can I do? Um, you know, there will be direct things you can do to help us defeat this initiative because, it is going to take between now and July 5th as they're trying to get these signatures. As you said, Chris, you said about 412,500. And I learned from a ballot initiative specialist that that probably in reality means they may need to get just over a million signatures um, between now and July 5th or when the ballot language is approved in July 5th because that many will be deemed, you know, not, not valued. And that could be for any reason. Um, I'm not exactly sure all the reasons, but that's just the way these formulas work, Chris. It takes a little more than twice as many to get the number that you need. And then, Chris, are you also aware the signatures have to be from 44 of Ohio's 88 counties? Um, and they can't just be from one county. So like in Cleveland, you can't just stand outside of Cleveland in, you know, a Cleveland baseball game and get all the signatures or in Cincinnati out of a Reds game. You know, you have to have this formula of counties as well. And it's a little complicated 
with the abortionists, they know what they need to do, and they're working on it, that's for sure. It's a constitutional amendment, so that would put it in the state constitution. So, folks, this is so serious. It would codify into law abortion on demand in Ohio, and as they say in their talking points, enshrine abortion on demand in Ohio in the state constitution. We can't let that happen. Now, the legislature, we were pushing them to raise the threshold to pass a constitutional amendment here in the state of Ohio. The Ohio Christian Alliance supports that initiative. That would raise it to 6%. Unfortunately, that window closed for the May ballot uh, because they didn't get it done by January, uh, excuse me, February 2nd. And uh, there's reasons to that. You've heard about it on this program because of some of the political play in Columbus. And so the May ballot will not have the 60% threshold. And so now it is a race to the ballot. And, Laura, as you said, they'll have to go to 44 different counties uh, to collect those signatures and that they have to be verified that they are registered voters in the state of Ohio before they're certified for the ballot in November. But, folks, we can all but uh, be assured that they're going to make it to the ballot because they're going to have millions of dollars pouring in here to the state of Ohio. And they're going to use a lot of euphemisms, uh, very soft speech about this. And they're going to talk about women's rights, but they're never going to tell you about the unborn. And in actually the abuse of women, of the tragedy of abortion, you're never going to hear that in their commercial ads. You're not going to hear about the, the remorse and the regret that men and women both have and, and suffer with for a lifetime. Uh, because of a decision of abortion. You're never going to hear that in their ads, but uh, you're never going to hear the the silent scream uh, from the womb because those are the voices, were their voices. You're hearing two of them right now. I'm talking with Laura Streetman of Cincinnati Right to Life. And right now, in the city of Cincinnati, there are billboards. And, uh, Laura, I want you to tell us about the billboards, and it's a little bit of a controversy. It's getting people's attention, but thank God for it. It's a strong pro-life message. Tell us what's going on in Cincinnati. Right. Um, Boy, (laughs) we've got it coming at all angles, and thank God that's the way it needs to be when we are defending the pre-born. Well, um, we have a wonderful new staff member named Mo Riggins, and he is an African-American man that is devoutly pro-life, and he is beyond offended that the abortionists target black women and their babies. Um, It's outrageous the way the numbers are so skewed towards killing black children in the womb. And he had become friends with one of our supporters. And this gentleman, our supporter, had mentioned to Mo that he had always wanted to educate the community on the attack of black preborn children by the abortionists that we know that were there from the very beginning of Planned Parenthood's founding by Margaret Sanger. And so Mo came to me and said, can we get these really strong billboards up? And I said, absolutely, The board, our board at Cincinnati Right to Life is in full support of telling the truth of what happens to black mothers and their babies. So we have just six of these billboards up around um, greater Cincinnati, and they say abortion and on a white background with big black letters. And it says the leading cause of death in the black community. And then some of them are black background with white letters that say the same thing. And then they have our website at the bottom. Um, and it has caused a firestorm in the community. People are outraged, calling us liars. I Googled it. It's, it's heart disease. It's not abortion. <laughs> Do you think that, you know, the Internet is going to tell you that's the leading cause of death in the black community? But, Chris, the beautiful thing is 
is we've had many people email us and call us saying, thank you for telling the truth. Thank you for standing for Black Lives, truthfully. Um, Chris, I don't know if you know these numbers, but in Ohio, in 2021, there were 21,813 abortions, and 9,446 of those abortions were on Black babies, when only 12% of the women in Ohio are Black. It's just outrageous, where 43% of the abortions were on Black babies. And in Ohio, the total deaths for the same year were 144,295, and there were 16,799 total Black deaths in Ohio, not including abortion, in 2021. So there were almost as many abortions as there were deaths on people that had been given the opportunity to live, Black people. Um, And it takes heart disease, cancer, flu, pneumonia, and stroke to get to um, this 9,811 deaths in Ohio in 2021 when there were the 9,446 abortions on black babies. Takes the four leading causes of death in Ohio of black citizens in Ohio to get to the same amount of black abortions in Ohio. That's outrageous. It's a strong pro-life message, and I remember a good pastor friend of mine, uh, Pastor Dennis Butts of House of the Lord, uh, uh, an African-American, and he was telling me about Margaret Sanger, was one who targeted with Planned Parenthood the black race to eliminate it through abortion, and uh, which is all true and all documented, and they can't deny, and they can't hide from their past, and they can't hide from the facts. And, uh, you know, since then, uh, Pastor Butts has gone on to be with the Lord. But I remember him coming to every pro-life event uh, in the city of Akron in in, uh, Northeast Ohio, Right to Life. And so what you're saying is so true. And, again, the truth offends. Uh, And that's what's happening there as you're advocating for the unborn, Uh, in this case, the African-American unborns in the city of Cincinnati and also around the state of Ohio. We're talking with Laura Streetman, and she is the executive director of Cincinnati Right to Life, which was the first Right to Life chapter in the entire country as Dr. Wilkie founded that, and then Ohio Right to Life, then National Right to Life. We've been in this battle for 50 years, over 50 years, and uh, now has it come down finally at the U.S. Supreme Court that Roe has been overturned. But folks, um, it, it lives in the states if we don't fight it, uh, and that's what's going to happen here. So they're going to be able to bring back the dark days of Roe v. Wade if we don't defeat this ballot measure. Now, I'm going to tell you and give you an update of where they're at in the progress. So this is the most updated uh, information we have. So the Attorney General approved the language, and we're going to have that language up on our website, a link at the top, and you can click on that. And then read it carefully. You'll see where this language actually leads to all of what we're telling you about. Uh, this language is terrible in what it's going to do. It's, it's basically a license to kill the unborn in the state of Ohio without uh, any prohibition whatsoever. That's not what Ohioans want. That's not how they voted over the last 40 years as they become increasingly more pro-life. But folks, if you're not vigilant, uh, that will all be wiped away come November. It's a simple 51% that they have to, to uh, win or a 50% and a and a 49% measure uh on the November ballot so we can't let that happen. So after he approved the language this is the attorney general and again he made a statement he says look my pro life views are well taken. Uh my my duty as attorney general is to review the language and then to approve it whether it's truthful in statement and either in what it's saying. 
Uh, and so he has passed that on now to the ballot board. The ballot board is comprised of five individuals. They will review the language to see if it's single subject. That is, their sole responsibility and sole job is to see that the constitutional language being proposed is single subject. Now, according to a number of attorneys, that, that there could be some problems there. Uh, they have up till 10 days. That brings them to Monday, uh, the 13th. And by 5 p.m., we should know whether this has been accepted or whether it's uh, multi-subject and has been rejected, and they'll have to go back through the process. So if it is accepted as a single subject, then they're off and running. They get approved to start circulating. They'll have to, uh, the first level is 1,000 signatures on a petition, and then uh, the Secretary of State approves that, and then they're off and running to collect uh, nearly a half a million, well, 412,500 signatures, good ones that they'll need. And as Laura said, they're probably shooting for over a million. Now, what does that mean? Don't sign this petition. Whatever you do, don't have any of your family or friends or anyone sign this petition. Some of you like to sign, well, I'll sign that. No, don't sign it. <laughs> You're helping them to get to the ballot to end uh, our uh, pro-life laws. So first and number one, don't be deceived by this thing being circulated in the community and don't sign it. Uh, so we need to stress that with people, don't we, Laura? Your thoughts? Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. This is the time to not be silent. Yes, you may sit there and say, well, of course. Oh, no, I would never sign that. But what about the people that live with you? What about your family members? What about your neighbors? What about your coworkers? God does not ask you to be silent in the face of great evil. And that's what this is. This ballot initiative is nothing but pure evil and pure death and pure hatred for women and their children and for families. We need every single person on board. <clears throat> and Chris, the other thing that we need is we need to make sure people who are truly pro-life in their hearts, that they're registered to vote. You need to get out and do your American duty and get registered to vote. And you're yes. going to need to vote if this gets on. Um, we can't just assume that everyone who says they're pro-life is actually an active American voter. And if you've delayed for whatever reason and you feel intimidated by the registration process and getting out there, this is the time to pray and get over that. We need your American vote against this ballot to enshrine death up to 40 weeks for any reason in the state of Ohio. Bone-crushing death. It's absolutely horrendous and disgusting and truly nothing but pure evil. Many and of our listeners, that's right, and many of our listeners over the years have been in the pro-life uh, fight with us. They have uh, called their legislators. They have uh, supported pro-life legislation and have elected people that are pro-life and that have been endorsed by uh, the pro-life community. And they have advanced politicals in Columbus. And because of that, we have been able to get a number of things passed over the, over the years. Uh, parental notification laws, uh, that a minor cannot get abortion without the parent's notification. Schools were doing this. Counselors uh, at schools were advising young girls to go and get an abortion. Think about that, a medical procedure like that that has its inherent risks. 
and parents weren't even told. That's a, that's forbidden in the state of Ohio. We have parental notification laws. People could go to jail if they viol- violate that. We have a 20-week abortion ban. That was passed a few years ago. Uh, I believe even get, Governor Kasich signed a 20-week abortion ban. We have a Down syndrome uh, abortion ban that uh, singles out that if a per, you know if the unborn uh, child is uh, Down syndrome, there were people just discarding it because of uh, some kind of health concern or the Down syndrome, and that's a ban in the state of Ohio. That was law that was passed. Then, of course, the heartbeat law. When a heartbeat is detected, and uh, that was actually after Dobbs came down, as I read in the statement, uh, to his credit, Attorney General Dave Yost filed to have the injunction removed, and it went into effect for a number of weeks, and it actually saved lives across the state. And then tell us uh, what happened there in the municipal court in Hamilton County. Uh, Laura, what happened there with the heartbeat law? Because now it's it's back to the state Supreme Court. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was really terrible. Um, as we know, you know, Planned Parenthood, they're so sinister, and there's nothing but darkness and evil with that organization and the profit of crushing preborn children. They had planned, they planned for years and years and decades, quite honestly, to use the money that they get from the government, our tax money, to then support liberal candidates that are pro-abortion candidates. And they've really flooded Hamilton County, where we live in the beautiful city of Cincinnati in our southwest corner of our state, um, and really gotten our municipal court judges to be all very pro-abortion, pro-Planned Parenthood. So when Planned Parenthood filed the lawsuit against the heartbeat law that had been enacted, and we know from June 24th to September 14th, that wonderful law was enacted. And over 2,500 babies' lives, they estimate, were saved Amen. from abortion. And Yeah, in those two and a half months that that law was enacted. But they, of course, filed it in Hamilton County, where they have spent tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars to pack our court with judges to support Planned Parenthood. And, of course, they bring it forward, and, of course, a liberal judge gets it, and you knew ahead of time how he was going to rule. And I sat in the courtroom for all of the proceedings and just heard these, oh, my goodness, you should have seen all the lawyers that Planned Parenthood on, had on their side of the room. There were over 14 on their side representing them, just proclaiming how wonderful abortion was for women. And they even had some of the abortionists take the stand and saying she had to wear a Kevlar vest because she was so scared to come into the courtroom. And, um, you know, you just knew right away how he was going to judge. And then when he finally came out with his ruling, he said in that courtroom, his verbatim, his exact words were, everyone knows abortion is health care. I mean, I was so offended, um, having spent 10 years on the front lines at a pregnancy center supporting women and their choice of life. No, not everyone knows abortion is health care. So he ruled that the heartbeat law then had to pause and had to stop, but that it would get a final hearing and a final court process. So then in the meantime, while we waited, we remember we had the election in November, Chris, where we knew we needed to get three conservative judges elected to our Ohio Supreme Court bench, knowing that this law would be challenged all the way up to the Supreme Court. And praise God, Ohioans showed up in support of Pat Fisher, Pat DeWine, and Sharon Kennedy. And we now have a 4-3 Ohio Supreme Court. So then Dave Yost's team filed um, in Ohio Appeals Court. They filed against the heartbeat. And then, of course, they lost there. And then they moved it up to the Supreme Court 
so that it would be heard there. And the latest I know, Chris, maybe you've heard something more than I have, but we're waiting for it to be heard at the Ohio Supreme Court right now. And I have not heard that it has moved as of Friday. I don't have any more news since Friday, and I don't I know t- if you yeah, had that's Well, thank you. I did talk to the Attorney General's office today, and we haven't received an update yet, so we're still waiting for the court <clears throat> to take it up. And then uh, the court will hear the case uh, w- uh, on Ohio's heartbeat law. Uh, we're talking with Laura Streetman. She is the executive director of Cincinnati Right to Life. Uh, Laura, we're uh, out of time, but what's the website where people can follow the fine work of Cincinnati Right to Life? CincinnatiRightToLife.org. And thank you, Chris, for being a partner in this battle with us. Absolutely. And I look forward to working with you and defeating this ballot measure. Thank you, Laura, for being yes. my guest today. Thank well, you, Chris. Well, stay tuned. We're going to hear about Bring America Back to Life with Kate Macra, the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life. So stay right where you are, and we'll be right back after these messages. Be afraid. Be very afraid. There are those in Washington who want the IRS to take more of your hard-earned money. Are you tired of being the perpetual cash cow for every scheme, unreasonable program, and for all the fraud, waste, and abuse in our system? Well, good news. I can help. George Satari has almost 40 years of experience helping people like you keep more of what you make. It makes no sense that the more you make, the more they take. Let George help you keep your money away from the government bureaucratic waste and in your pocket. Call 216-651-1120 right now and schedule your free consultation today. Instead of a victim, you'll You'll be be the the victor. victor. With many success stories, George helps with tax planning, estate planning, financial and business analysis, and more. The new tax law has many ways to save money with retirement planning, accelerated depreciation, up to 20% exception of net earnings, and so much more. Call 216-651-1120. That's 216-651-1120. You earn it, we'll help you keep it. That's George Satari, CPA, 216-651-1120. On March 10th and 11th, Bob France returns to the Embassy Suites in Independence as the MC of the nationally acclaimed Bringing America Back to Life Convention to introduce such renowned names as the CEO of the Babylon Bee, Seth Dillon, Kristen Hawkins, President of Students for Life, whose powerful pro-life advocacy is known worldwide, Star Parker, Founder and President of CURE, the Center for Urban Renewal and Education, and many more. This 14th annual convention is presented by the Kurtz Brothers. Join us as we host one of the most significant education platforms in the nation, designed to equip and engage all those involved in this, the greatest civil rights issue of all times, the right to life. By prayer, action, voting and education, Cleveland Right to Life is paving the way back to life. Please help us bring America back to life on March 10th and 11th. For information, tickets and booth registration, go to bringingamericabacktolife.org. Hurry! Tickets are limited and are going fast. The following is a previously aired broadcast.
Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about the Bring America Back to Life Convention, which is coming right here to Cleveland. That's March uh, 10th and 11th. That's Saturday, uh, excuse me, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, uh, March 10th and 11th. Let's take a listen to the ad that's running right now for the Bring America Back to Life Convention. This is Molly Smith, President of Cleveland Right to Life and Chair of the annual Bringing America Back to Life Convention. This two-day event will be held on March 10th and 11th at the Embassy Suites in Independence, Ohio. This Cleveland Right to Life stellar event returns to welcome national and international heroes, such as Seth Dillon, CEO and Editor-in-Chief of the online news giant, The Babylon Bee, that brings humor to the news through satire. Kristen Hawkins, she joins us to recount her powerful experiences as a grassroots activist. Jack Posobiec, Senior Editor of Human Events. This culture-changing educational event has become a benchmark for the local, state, and national pro-life and pro-family movement, as it is here that we pave the way back to life through prayer, action, voting, and education. Help us to bring America back to life on March 10th and 11th at the Embassy Suites in Independence. For a complete list of presenters, tickets, and booth registrations, go to bringingamericabacktolife.org. That's bringingamericabacktolife.org. Hurry, tickets are limited and are going fast. And, of course, uh, we're very excited about bringing America back to life convention. The Ohio Christian Alliance has uh, attended the event over the years, and we look forward to doing that as well this year. With us on the phone is the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life, who is the sponsor of Bring America Back to Life convention, and that's Kate Macra. Uh, Again, she is the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life. Kate, welcome to the program. Well, thanks so much for having me, Chris. It's great to be here. Well, this is a, a very exciting time with the Bring America Back to Life convention again. And tell us a little bit about what your uh, thoughts are as we go into this uh, next convention. Well, first of all, thank you once again for having me, and thanks to the Ohio Christian Alliance for their longstanding support of the convention over the years, because we couldn't do it without our without our helpers. And so we're very grateful to, to folks like you and all the grassroots folks who've been supporting us because we are very proud to be sponsoring our 14th annual Bringing America Back to Life convention. So it's been going on for quite a while now. And um, it is, uh, as you heard in Molly's intro there, uh, a two-day event. So it takes place on March 10th and 11th at the Embassy Suites in Independence. And it is more than just... Uh, a symposium for you. You know, you go in, you, of course, you hear wonderful presentations, but we also have exhibitors, as you mentioned, they're going to, you know, people have tables, organizations have tables, pro-life related organizations. And we basically take over the, the whole lobby area of the embassy suite. So we have, we're going to have, I think about 60 exhibitors this year. So when, when there's not a presentation going around, um, there will be opportunities for the folks to just walk around, make uh, connections with other other pro-life people, get literature, find out about other organizations. So it's it's a very uh, exciting and inclusive time. It's it's a great opportunity for networking as well. But of course, the main reason that we're all there is because we have uh, a wonderful group of presenters. We have a total of twelve speakers 
six on Friday and six on Saturday. And I don't know if you want me to start uh, discussing some of the folks that are going to be speaking. I'll tell you what, uh, let's get to, let's get to that in a minute. And we're very excited about the speakers you're having this year, but let's, let's talk about the schedule. So it starts on Friday morning, actually with a breakfast with Star Parker and uh, yeah. that's 8 a.m. for, and again, you can register for Bring America Back to Life convention online. Again, that's bringamericabacktolife.org. And the registration form is there for all of the events. And if you are going to actually uh, register for the two-day event, and we would really encourage you to do that uh, because spending the day with the folks there uh, at the convention is time well taken. Uh, so Starf's Parker is going to be there. She's going to be the speaker at the uh, morning breakfast on Friday. Tell us about that. That kind of kicks things off. Yes, we we knew, just know that Star is going to uh, get us started off right. And so she is the founder and president of CURE, which stands for the Center for Urban Renewal and Education. And you may know Star from her many appearances on Fox News, Newsmax, and she's a, a political commentator, and she's been all around uh, various media outlets. But her focus and Cure's focus is uh, they they want to fight poverty and focus on messages of faith and freedom and personal responsibility in the minority community. And Star has been particularly outspoken about the abortion genocide that takes place in the black community. And she is she is unafraid to call that out. And so her presentation is going to be called Life, Liberty, and Pursuit of Happiness post-Roe. And I'm sure that it's going to be a must-listen for all of your your listeners, and uh, we are very excited to have Star back with us. Then you have a break at 10 o'clock, and that's for folks to be able to see the many exhibitors that will be there, as you said, in the big atrium. Uh, that's always a grand time to be able to go to each of the tables to talk uh, to a number of the exhibitors that are there, a number of right-to-life groups from around Ohio. Uh, other yes. policy groups will be there, and it'll be a great time of engagement and getting information. Then uh, you head into your next session presentation. Uh, that's at 1030. That's P- Pam Stencil. Tell us about that. Well, I am so excited to welcome Pam Stenzel. She has a very, very compelling story. And I think it's something that we need to talk about. You know, in the pro-life movement, we have a lot of people who say they're pro-life and they say, well, I'm pro-life except maybe in the case of rape or incest. And my response to them is always, well, then you're not really pro-life, are you? Because a child should not be punished based on the circumstances of his or her conception. And that goes right to the heart of Pam Stenzel's story because she herself was conceived as the product of rape. And her mother was, I believe, 15 years old at the time. She was sexually assaulted, and she decided to keep that baby. And that that baby grew up to be Pam Stenzel. And uh, God had a plan in mind for Pam because she is uh, she has been working tirelessly almost uh, basically since she's been a teenager to help other women who have found themselves in a crisis pregnancy situation. And she will be talking about answering the rape exception. And I think that, um, you know, when I spoke with her about her topic and and that sort of thing, I said, more pro-lifers need to hear this. So please do not tone down your message. And so she said, well, that's one thing you'll have to learn about me is that I never uh, tone down anything and I could be very blunt. So I think she's going to, 
she's going to have some hard truths for some folks who who may be kind of wishy-washy on the whole exception topic. And I, I really think that um, she is going to say what a lot of people need to hear. And it will empower people also when that argument about exceptions inevitably, inevitably comes up when people are talking about abortion. So uh, very much looking forward to her presentation. And I hope your listeners will be as well. Absolutely. Again, we're talking with Kate Macra. She is the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life. And we're talking about the Bring America Back to Life convention that will be in Independence right there at the Embassy Suites. You can register online at bringamericabacktolife.org. That will be two days power-packed with speakers and exhibitors and breakout sessions. Uh, This is a really must-attend event for pro-lifers, and especially when we are entering into a whole new phase of the battle for life. Uh, here in the state of Ohio and across the country after the fall of Roe v. Wade uh, with the Dobbs decision. Now it's a skirmish war in each of the states. We're going to be talking about that on this program as the pro-aborts are seeking to go to the ballot in Ohio to codify into law, into our state constitution, abortion on demand. We cannot let that happen, and we're going to spend a lot of time on that in this program uh, in the weeks and months to come. Uh, But right now, uh, we are going to be uh, gearing up and getting trained. And one of the ways to do that is to attend pro-life events like this, Bring America Back to Life Convention. Kate, when we look at uh, your lunchtime speaker on Friday, again, this is a two-day event, Friday and Saturday, March 10th and 11th. Alex uh, Schattenberg, is that his name? Would you tell us about him? Yes, you got it right. Yes, yes, exactly. Tell us about Alex. Alex. Yeah, Alex. Alex is the executive director of the Euthanasia Prevention Coalition, and he is Canadian, and the Euthanasia Prevention Coalition is a Canadian organization. So you might be saying to yourself, well, what does that have to do with us? And my answer to that is you you should be paying attention to what Alex has to say because he is going to be sounding the warning bells because everything that's happening in Canada, unless we do something to stop it, will be coming here. Uh, You may know that there is a big push to expand uh, assisted suicide and euthanasia nationally. Currently in some states, but like, you know, Oregon and Washington State, they have very, very uh, liberal rules when it comes to assisted suicide. Uh, And the push now is to remove the residency requirements. So basically anybody in any state could just fly to one of the pro-euthanasia states and end their lives. And it's not so much about not being compassionate, but the push now is to uh, euthanize people who have mental illness, uh, even people who have uh, disorders like anorexia and post-traumatic stress syndrome. So there's just a very slippery slope that we we must not allow it to continue and we must not allow it to to come to Ohio because it will. Uh, It's like the old frog in the boiling water analogy where you know, unless you do something, it's just going to keep slowly turning up the water and people are going to be turning a blind eye. And then before we know it, they're going to be euthanizing uh, people with Down syndrome, which has been the case in some situations. So it's it's a very important topic. You know, we do talk a lot about abortion during our convention and rightfully so, but we also cannot neglect the end of life issues as well. So Alex Schattenberg uh, is a fantastic speaker. Um, very engaging, and I am sure that your listeners will want to hear what he has to say about assisted suicide and euthanasia. 
Again, this is really a full schedule. You have additional speakers on Friday. I'm going to skip ahead to your dinner speaker, uh, uh, Kristen Hawkins. Yes. Is she, uh, she's with Students for Life, isn't that right? Yes, she is the president of Students for Life. And Kristen is, uh, she is an amazing woman. She has built a national network of more than 1,400 student groups and organizations. And her specialty is engaging pro-life students on college campuses. Unfortunately, so many of the college campuses, as we know, are are just loaded with, with leftists and the, the kids there are being poisoned by all this leftist ideology. And it is good to know that there are organizations out there like Students for Life who are trying to be like the antidote to those those leftist organizations on campus. And they are getting pro-life students involved and getting them to basically empowering them to speak up and to, to not be afraid. You know, they, they kind of do what uh, Charlie Kirk does as far as Turning Point USA. And I really do believe the, the key to winning this war on behalf of the unborn is is our young people, our college, our college people and young people. We need to we need to get them to open their mouths and become activists for for life. And Kristen has done an amazing job of doing this. She is absolutely fearless. She I follow her on Twitter and she is absolutely amazing. She's um she will take anybody on at any time. She's not afraid to talk about exceptions. Uh, she has she has her own podcast. She goes at lectures to organizations all the time. She's always on the road. And we are just so, so excited to have her speaking as our dinner keynote for Friday evening. And again, that's the Bring America Back to Life convention. And that's coming up this Friday, March 10th. Uh, so that's a week from Friday. Uh, March 10th and 11th is the Bring America Back to Life convention. Kate, uh, when we, those who are maybe just going to the dinner on Friday night or Saturday night, they can come early, uh, like an hour beforehand, and actually spend some time with the exhibitors. would be a good time for them to network and actually move around to some of the exhibitors as well. Uh, I know we've done that in the past. Uh, again, you can register for the event at bringamericabacktolife.org. This is a two-day event. It's Friday and Saturday, March 10th and 11th. Uh, now, let's go to Saturday morning. Again, this is an 8 o'clock breakfast with uh, Jack Prozibek. Uh Tell us about that. Yes. Um, I have to kind of put in a little plug here because I have been a big fan of Jack Posobiec for several years now and very very early on in the in the process when we were talking about who to ask to present i told molly smith my boss and the president of cleveland right to life i said we need to get jack posobic and she she was not aware of him she did not really know anything about him so i i sent her a bunch of clips i sent her some of his writings and uh she said oh my gosh you're right we do have to get him and so we did we we were lucky enough to to nab him for our uh, Saturday morning breakfast keynote. Yeah, that's really yeah. great because I I follow him on Twitter and uh, yes, like you say, human events. And yeah, he's really uh, on top of the news cycles, and uh, it's actually a lot of relevant information in a very timely manner. So good job getting him getting. Uh, <laughs> help me pronounce his last name again, Jack Posobiec. It's, Pos- it's no, it's Posobic. Posobic, okay. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, I've, yeah, been, I've always, been following always... him for a while now, for about a year <laughs> or two, and actually really appreciate In fact, I think it was my son. So, again, what you've done here, and I like the youth lineup here. This is a younger um, audience of uh, speakers, and that's important because the movement needs to get y- young. And it is, of course, there's like uh, Students for Life is a huge network across the country, so there's no problem there in the life community for sure. But I like that right. your your speaker lineup uh, reflects that as well. So great job. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, as you said, I'm so glad that you follow him on Twitter too, because he's my favorite follow on Twitter. He is uh, for those folks who may not be aware, he is a huge conservative presence on social media, and he has about two million followers on Twitter. You know, so he's no slouch for sure. But so he has, you know, he has a podcast. Um, he's the senior of, uh, editor of Human Events. He is also, if you watch The War Room with Steve Bannon, he's a frequent uh, commentator on there, and uh, he co-hosts uh, Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk's show. So anywhere there's a, a conservative movement going on, uh, Jack is probably in the middle of it somewhere. And he, But he's also unapologetically pro-life and very strong in his faith. And so I, I am just super excited. So... I just I told Molly I have to promise not to you know fangirl when he when he gets there because I'm just really happy that he's coming. <laughs> but I know well, it's going to be a great presentation. Absolutely, that's great. Again, this is Saturday morning at eight o'clock. Uh, that's a breakfast, and again, the registration is still open for Bring America Back to Life dot org. That's March tenth and eleventh. Uh, Jack Pose, uh, help me with his last Pasovic. name again. Pozovic. Pozovic. Yes. <laughs> he will be the speaker on Saturday morning at eight. Uh, so, anyways, let's move along to uh, you. Got Hugh Brown. You got Mark Pallotta. Tell us about the um, uh, lunch with Mark Pallotta on Saturday. Co-editor of Created Equal, Clarence Thomas, in his own words: "Be not afraid, Justice Clarence Thomas, inspiring life and jurisprudence." Tell us about that. Yes. Well, Mark Pallotta, uh, he is an an amazing fellow. He's an attorney, and he served uh, as former White House counsel in the George H.W. Bush administration. And he was actually instrumental in the Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings. And later, kind of fast forward a few few presidencies there, um, he served in the Trump administration, and he, he also worked went, during the Trump uh, time. He also served as a counsel to VP Pence, and he did work also on the Gorsuch and the Kavanaugh Supreme Court nominations. So he has a lot of experience in that in that arena. And during his time, while he was uh, helping out with the Thomas confirmation hearings, he really got to know Justice Thomas. And he uh, has become friends with Justice Thomas and his wife, Ginny. He is uh, Ginny Thomas's personal attorney. And he was so inspired that he decided to co-edit this book about Justice Thomas because he has such an inspiring life story. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people love to misrepresent Justice Thomas in the media and leftists and call him all all kinds of horrible names. But Justice Thomas is one of the the kindest, most humble, most uh, wonderful people who has ever served on the Supreme Court. And I think that was uh, Mark Paoletta's intention was to kind of get get the real Justice Thomas out there so people could find out more about who he is as a human being. And so he co-edited this book, and he actually uh, started a website all about Justice Thomas. So he is going to be 
talking about Justice Thomas, his his life and his jurisprudence. And the theme of our convention this year actually is be not afraid. There are, there are so many there are so many and just people desire to just cow us and scare us into silence. And so we want to let it out there that just you cannot be afraid. And so tying in with that perfectly, Mark Paletta's uh, presentation is entitled Be Not Afraid, Justice Clarence Thomas's Inspiring Life and Jurisprudence, because Justice Thomas has shown an awful lot of courage starting off in, in the South, being sharecropper's son um, to sitting on the Supreme Court. He has a really an amazing story. This is Bob France for Cleveland Right to Life, inviting you to the 14th annual Bringing America Back to Life convention, March 10th and 11th at the Embassy Suites in Independence, Ohio. Listen and learn from culture warriors like Jack Posobiec, podcast host of Human Events Daily, where he analyzes how current events will impact our country today and in the future. Kristen Hawkins, under whose leadership Students for Life seeks to abolish abortion by mobilizing this pro-life generation. Join us March 10th and 11th as over a dozen speakers present their compelling life messages. Go to bringingamericabacktolife.org or call 440-653-5245. We're talking with Kate Macra. She's the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life. We're talking about the Bring America Back to Life convention, and you can still register. It's March 10th and 11th at the Embassy Suites in Independence, and uh, you can go to bringamericabacktolife.org to register. Let's talk about Seth Dillon and the Babylon Bee, because they do great work out there. And they're, they're, he, Seth is your keynote speaker for the Saturday night dinner. Now, folks can actually just uh, register for either the Friday or Saturday dinner if they're not able to attend uh, the convention times during the day. Is that right? Is there still registration open for the dinners? Yes, and I'm... I'm... Thank you for asking because we we have kind of an, an all all purpose type of registration. If you want to come and just listen to the speakers, you are certainly able to do that. You know, you do you do not have to purchase any of the meals. We add a, we add the meals on as sort of a convenience to the convention goers, so they won't have to you know leave and then they come back. So uh, people are welcome to come and listen to the speakers all day uh, and add meals if they if they want to. We are getting close to the point of being sold out, but we do have a few few more spots available. So I would encourage your listeners to, to go to bringingamericabacktolife.org to register right away. Uh, also mention that for folks who maybe are not able to attend in person that we do have a live stream option as well. So you can still catch all of our presenters and all their wonderful speeches by you go to bringingamericabacktolife.org. And if you go to the registration area, uh, there's a little drop-down menu, and the live stream registration will be an option. So it's $20 per day. So if you want to make sure you, you hear Seth Dillon on Saturday and all the speakers on Saturday, you would uh, register for Saturday, or you can register for both days. So just wanted to let your listeners know that that's an option in case they're not physically able to attend. Is that a new feature for the convention? It's the relatively li- new. I believe this is our third year doing it, and so it's kind of been slowly building up because... Our first year, we had to work out some of the, the technical stuff, and last year it was our first real full-fledged year with the live stream, but uh, it is picking up steam, and we are getting quite a few live stream registrations. But you know, I know there are a lot of folks that may not physically be able to be there, but I wouldn't want you to miss any of our, our wonderful speakers. So the live stream is a great way to do that. All you need is a, a internet connection and a phone or a, a tablet or a computer, and you can, you can still catch all the action. Awesome. Well, listen, 
Uh, Kate, thank you so much for being my guest today. Again, that's Kate Macro, Executive Director of Cleveland Right to Life and the Bring America Back to Life Convention. Thank you so much, Kate. Well, thanks so much for having me, Chris. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.